Hey everyone, today I am joined by guest Dylan Cadulo, who has a crazy come up story. He's been able to scale from $100,000 per month to $2.3 million per month, and he donates to a lot of humanitarian projects as well. So today you'll learn a lot about sales, his experience, and a lot of mental shifts you need to make in order to be successful. Awesome. So welcome to the show, Dylan. Yeah, thank you very much. So could you introduce yourself? Like, who are you? If someone had no idea who Dylan Cadulo was, what would you tell them? Yeah, so my name is Dylan Cadulo. I'm originally from a very small town in Pennsylvania, I'm now located in San Diego, California, and grew up and had a super hard life. Um, and then at 19 years old, I had like this huge like rock bottom that I hit and decided to turn my life around. And from there, I basically got into sales became one of the top producers at a company that I was working with um, through sheer hard work and persistence. It definitely wasn't like my natural born skill that I had at the time. Um, it was something that was more learned, but I did that and then started a marketing agency, sold that marketing agency within like six months, or at least sold the contracts to uh, a bigger agency and then focused on doing sales for about a year, which I took this company from doing $100,000 per month to doing over $2.3 million in sales per month by building their sales team, teaching them all the systems that I had learned myself from my many mentors and uh, ended up getting featured in Forbes and the Washington Post and helped hundreds of people basically implement the systems that I have that led me to the success that I have now. Awesome. I love hearing that, you know, a lot of people come from a very large struggle and then they end up coming up from that. And that's what it seems like you've come from. So could you explain more why, like what exactly kind of struggle have you come from and how has that propelled you to be a better person? Because a lot of people just stay stagnant. And yeah. I know because I've grown up in a city, like even in the city that I am still in, where, you know, even middle class people get comfortable and they don't want to elevate above that. So if you could just expand on that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's even easier to be comfortable in, in like the middle class. And it's like even more of a trap than being poor or whatever the case. Um, so basically, the, the struggle for me was, I mean, I was born into this world in this lifetime as uh, basically had a single mother that was raising me. My dad took off before I was born. And so I had uh, basically all the excuses in the world to do the wrong things for the first 19 years of my life and started getting into drugs, started using drugs. I started selling drugs. Once I turned 18, I basically got my own apartment and was like basically just a full-time um, drug user and dealer, which, you know, is not something that I say in like a, a very proud way. I just want to let everybody know that so that they can know if, if I can go from like that, like an absolutely pathetic person that was just totally degraded to what I'm doing now, then, you know, you, you have no excuse not to be able to do it as well. So anyways, with that being said, um, I was like using drugs all the time. I was selling drugs. This is how I was like making a living uh, when I was 18 years old and was doing really well financially. Um, but I had a lot of really traumatic things happen in just that year. 
I became like the top guy in the area and so was getting a lot of attention. And especially when you're in that kind of space, I guess, uh, you attract a lot of really bad people and bad things because you're doing a bad thing, right? And you attract what you essentially are. So, um, yeah, I, I was robbed at gunpoint a bunch of times. I, you know, was conned out of a bunch of different stuff throughout the years. And, you know, ultimately, like, I had these these dreams and aspirations that I was just, you know, I would think about, but then I would just get stoned all the time and, you know, go further down the rabbit hole until one day I heard this loud bang at my door and then I think that I'm getting robbed again. So I start going for my dagger and then I realize uh, that it's like police. I hear like police search warrant. And then there's a bunch of cops with assault rifles pointed at my face. And uh, I'm like hanging out in my boxers in the middle of the day. <laughs> and so anyways, I, I ended up going to prison and I was told by uh, my lawyer that I was going to be charged with like, you know, something like 13 different charges. A bunch of them were felonies and that I was probably looking at like 10 to 15 years in prison. This is at 19 years old. And so uh, I decided two things really in that moment that one, there's no way in hell that's happening to me. <laughs> and, and two, that I was going to turn my life around and make um, you know, all this crazy stuff that I was experiencing and that I brought on myself, uh, that I'd really make it worth it and do something to like live a better life and inspire other people in a way that would make all this like struggle and all this like pain that I put myself through, uh, worth it essentially. So I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I just, I don't know. I felt inspired and I felt like, you know, I could have a story that would be worth telling and, inspire other people to maybe not go down the wrong path or even if they are on the right path to do better and know that they could achieve more so anyways ended up um getting super lucky there was this thing called a treatment court program where you didn't have to plead innocent or guilty you'd plead into treatment court so anyways had to jump through hoops to get this whole like probation thing handled and you know go to several meetings every day for all this stuff and uh, from there, um, I mean, that's that's basically like the main challenges that I faced. Of course, the challenges just became higher and higher level as I've kind of went from, you know, that to a salesperson to starting a business, just basically selling the business, uh, really mastering sales and starting my own company again. Um, you know, there's all sorts of different challenges. But what I've noticed is that a lot of the things a lot of challenges that you experience, even at the lower levels, still apply to higher levels and uh, and even more so. So if you could really just get your mind right and, and get yourself to think correctly, um, it, it'll really just take you so far. I like that. Thank you for sharing all that, too. Um, yeah, definitely. Because the thing <laughs> is, is I think of it as a slingshot. And the further you're pulled back, the more the quicker, you know, the the further you'll go, you know, like a slingshot, the further you pull it back, the further you'll go. And the thing is, is like, you you also agree with me that the middle class kind of is comfortable. But when you're in a position like, you know, like you, that's crazy. 
And when you're in a position like that, where you're so far back and it's like, mm -hmm. when you let go and you realize that you have so much more you can do, you just skyrocket. And yeah. that's why you're sitting in a penthouse and recording this call, you know, like yeah. this is crazy. Um, so how did you go from that to, you know, you said, you mentioned you started your own marketing agency. Like how did that happen? Yeah. So it's, it's funny because before I, um, even like got out of prison and all this stuff when I originally started like doing bad things for a living, basically my, my plan, my original thought was that I was going to use the funds in order to create like some kind of marketing agency. And then I just ended up getting stoned all day. So, you know, that didn't really work out at that period of time, but I, I had the idea actually before I got myself into all this trouble. And so, yeah, I just saw some ads on the internet that said like, you know, businesses need marketing. So start a marketing agency. And I, I think that's really all that idea came from was just seeing ads um, somewhere about. And so, yeah, it was when I was working the sales job and basically I was selling boxes of saw blades. Okay. So I was selling these wholesale blades and this was to contractors over the phone. And the whole idea was that they're buying it at a discount because it's wholesale. So I went to Home Depot one day and found the same blades that I was selling for a cheaper price if you just bought like them individually than if you bought the boxes off of me and the company that I was working with. And I was just like absolutely devastated. I was like, no, this is this is horrible. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, that's when I, I decided like, okay, if I'm the top producer at, at one of these companies, it's basically like, you know, not even legit. If, if I could do something that I really believe in and that I could really stand behind, um, I'm going to be able to go so much further. And so, yeah, I just started looking around again, doing more research and decided to, to start a marketing agency again. And I ended up getting like a course, a program where somebody taught me how to sell marketing services, just doing cold calls. So I started doing cold calls just at night, I'd call like, you know, 20 to 30 people, a couple of them will pick up. So I started closing some deals that way. Um, just at night, so I was still working this full time job and then just kind of started on the side. And um, after I got a few clients, they're paying like two grand a month, something like that. And then I quit that job pretty much on the spot. And uh, just started doing that full time. And then I started making probably anywhere from 100 to 200 cold calls per day and just started like basically getting contracts signed and uh, figured out how to deliver it after I started selling it, which was, you know, uh, a total mess. But somehow I ended up getting results for people and uh, just kind of continued until I ended up selling the contracts and doing sales full time. So what exactly were you selling with the agency? So I was selling Facebook marketing services uh, plus a weekly sales consultation because I, I know this is probably still true and it was it was true when I was doing this like a couple of years ago. Um, you know, you could get the best leads in the world. You could, you know, be the best marketing agency in the world. But if somebody doesn't know how to sell those leads, then they're probably not going to want to take responsibility and they're just going to say the leads suck you know, this doesn't work. I want a refund, like all that. So when you have like a weekly sales meeting with the person, 
I wasn't even like a sales expert at the time, honestly, but I knew enough to basically point out their BS and say like, hey, look, you didn't call any of these leads. That's why you're not selling them, <laughs> right? And so, uh, yeah, basically I would just hop on calls with them. You know, if they were saying all the leads were bad, I would, I would just call one of them myself and schedule appointments right in front of them and be like, look, these people are interested and they, they want what you have. You just need to like talk to them and get them on. So uh, that, that was super key, I think. Even though I wasn't like a sales expert like I am now at the time, um, I still knew enough. I, I had enough common sense to know like, okay, you need to call the leads, you need to schedule appointments, you need to get them to show up, et cetera. And I would just show them how to do that on these weekly calls as well. So um, I'm not sure what the average is, like what people charge normally now, but I know that at the time, $2,000 a month was actually like, pretty steep price compared to what most marketing agencies were charging that were just startups like myself. But I was able to justify that because of the weekly sales meeting that I would do with all of my clients. That's actually really smart. I haven't yeah. heard like a lot of people doing that in the space even now. So that's actually really smart. Um, so is that how you transitioned from like the marketing agency to sales because you were already kind of doing it within like your agency? Is that how you did it? Yeah, well, I realized I, I was, you know, I, I was building all the ads, I was doing all the hiring, I was like doing all the sales, like, and trying to juggle all of these things was super hard. So like one week, I, I'd focus on sales because the sales were down, and then the delivery would kind of fall behind. And then one week, I'd, you know, focus on the delivery, and then the sales would fall behind. And it was kind of like this, you know, never ending, uh, whatever it was, it, it seemed really hard for me to scale at that point. And what, what got me back into doing sales was actually I just decided like, you know, I want to master, I would really want to master one thing before I start trying to master these other things. So that's when I decided to sell the contracts that I had to another agency and then actually join their team as a sales professional and, um, you know, did that for about a year and uh, really just mastered the skill before I ended up starting the sales agency that I have now. So hope that answers your question. Yeah, it definitely answers my question, especially okay, the well, part where, you know, you explain the reason as to why you felt like, you know, just going with sales was more important because you were juggling everything. So that definitely explained it. Yeah. And, and what that allows you to do is so you could just focus on that one thing and, you know, just get so much better. Like there's no way I would have been able to master sales if I was trying to master you know, bookkeeping and hiring and, you know, retaining people and delivery and all of these different things all at once. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't have been able to get as good as I got. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So what exactly do you do now with Kadula Ventures and your sales agency? Like what exactly do you do and what do you offer? Yeah. So there's kind of two ends to it. It's, it's kind of like two businesses in this agency. So there's one end of it where I train individuals on getting better at appointment setting, at you know closing deals and, and these types of things. So I really help like individuals really attain the skill and then also get the connections that they need um, through my group, through like people that I'm partnered up with um, in order to get into really viable sales opportunities. Because um, I know that the best way to get like connections, to get partnerships, to get jobs and sales really is through word of mouth. And so 
I essentially allow people to get trained by me and then plug into my network or even get placed by me. So that's kind of one end of it. And then the other end of it is the sales establishment and delivery establishments for companies. So I also help out companies now um, establish all these different systems that I have in my business to help them grow and oftentimes like double their production, whether it's sales, delivery, both, and really just become a more viable company. And I also place the people that I've trained on sales and then place them into those companies that I consult with and partner with, et cetera. And uh, so there's really two ends of it and have worked with hundreds of people who have all given me like success stories from one magnitude to another, uh, like in this last year. I love to hear it. So, you know, you say you worked with, you know, all these different people. So I want to ask you, like, what do you notice is the toughest barrier for people to overcome? Like when it comes to first getting into the space? Yeah, I think the biggest barrier is, is people just not knowing what they want in life in general. Right. And so I think that if, if you haven't decided on goals that are big enough and important enough for you to like really do what it takes and, and go through failures and know that it's going to be worth it, once you start winning, I think that's really the the biggest barrier, because let's say your goal is just to like, you know, um, a lot of people say, like, I want to travel or, you know, something like that. That's that's a cool goal. That's it's better to have no goal or a goal than no goal. But um, is, you know, something as vague as I want to travel really going to be important enough for you to like really push through all the failures and all the challenges and things like that. So let's say somebody that has that goal compared to somebody that has a goal of like, I want to donate millions and millions of dollars to charity and really see people's lives change and really make a big difference in the world. Who's probably going to be willing to experience more challenges and do things that they don't want to do in order to get that level of success. Definitely the person that uh, has that like bigger goal and ambition. That's more of like a just bigger picture type thing. So I think really the, the most important thing is really just deciding what you want. And if, if you really decided on goals that are big enough and important enough to you, for, for everybody, that's going to be a different thing. Um, all of the challenges and barriers that a person's going to run, run into, you're going to know that it's worth it. Um, if you've just really decided you're going to achieve these goals that are big and important enough. I love that. So yeah. what was the hardest thing for you when you were first getting started? Um, the, the first, I'd say the hardest thing for me was just becoming known and, and getting established and getting like connected, basically really getting connections that I could actually provide value to it was, it's kind of this, um, like trying to figure out like what I needed to learn and who I needed to be connected to in order to actually apply those skills. Cause you could get stuck in kind of just learning and learning and learning and you know, maybe you're learning stuff that isn't actually valuable to people. You don't really know until you actually have the connections where you can actually service people, help them do whatever it is in their business or life, and then actually get paid for that, of course. So I'd say um, the biggest challenge was just kind of like not knowing if the things that I was learning was actually going to be valuable to somebody. And um yeah, I think I, I definitely went through like a lot of different courses and had a million different like bright ideas in the beginning and to just really know and have certainty on, on 
what you're doing and that it works and people are willing to pay for it goes a very long way. So I think in the beginning, uh, we're, we're just creating new things and not knowing if it's needed and wanted uh, definitely creates a lot of challenges because you know, you're doing all this work and you're not even sure if it's going to work. Um, that can be really tough. So I think like my advice for, for people running into that would be to really learn how to communicate, of course, because th that's going to be valuable no matter what you decide to do. And you just go out there and communicate like in Facebook groups or you get onto podcasts or you do anything to just get in communication with people that are already doing well, that are already making money, that already have successful businesses to some extent or another, and find out like what their challenges are and what they're running into. And then you decide to learn something that can actually solve that problem for them. Then you get results for them and you build a product or you build a service or you, you know, go down whatever route uh, based on the connections that you already have and, and what they need and want. That was very practical advice. I appreciated that. I feel like <laughs> communication, like the communication skills part of this whole thing is the underlying skill that everybody needs when it comes to like getting into this space, whether you're going into, you know, sales or marketing or building an online brand or just creating content in general, having better con like communication skills, like is the number one, I would say one of the number one skills to have like even myself when i was first getting started i was 14 years old starting in this space i remember like i was in 2019 starting high school i'm a senior in high school right now but when i was a freshman in high school i was getting started with you know podcasting and all this kind of stuff and i would be so uncomfortable talking to people because i wasn't used to that i would say i was kind of like socially anxious or didn't have you know the best communication skills but when i tell people that now they would they were shocked like i would tell people on podcasts and calls and stuff like i used to hate being on these calls and stuff like that but the only way i got better at it was by actually doing it and reaching out to more people and just talking to more people and it became more natural to have conversations with people just by being genuinely interested in what they have to say and just learning from them because i'm so young and i still have so much to learn and that's why one of the reasons that you know i'm very open and happy to taking someone like you on this call especially you know you're one of my i would say my biggest guests on here so that's pretty cool to have you um yeah that's awesome yeah. But uh, what would you say is like the most important lesson you've learned from this industry overall? Like one big lesson. Yeah, let's see. The biggest lesson. Um, I, I'd say to provide. This kind of piggybacks off of what I said before, but it's it's really to provide what's needed and wanted, not what you want to sell. Right. Like a lot of people, I think, focus on like, oh, I wanted to get into this industry um, because I'm really passionate about X, Y, and Z, and I want to do um, this. And it's it's all about me, 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 me. When, you know, the, the world doesn't really like care about you until you have something that you're able to provide that's of value to them. So I, I think the focus really needs to just be on what's needed and wanted in the marketplace. And you, you can find this out pretty easily through like, AI, uh, just by going on Google. I think there's this website called Answer the Public that seems pretty good. Um, there's all different ways of finding out what problems are people are running into. And I think really focusing on what other people need rather than you know what you want to do is really the route to go. And I think that like 
do what you're passionate about is is such a lie and here's why because you can become passionate about anything like i wasn't passionate about selling saw blades i i, I wasn't you know i didn't grow up thinking like yeah i, I want to sell saw blades this is uh this is awesome you know i want to grow up and i want to be uh, a, a saw blade salesman right definitely not however i became passionate about it i made a game out of it and I decided that I was going to make it fun and that sort of thing. And I think it's really important to have that viewpoint of like getting connected and uh and finding out in some group or some niche what it is that people are running into and get creative on how you can solve that problem whether it's doing sales or creating a service or whatever the case may be and really basing what you do off of what other people want rather than what you want to do or your lifestyle because your your awesome lifestyle your ideal lifestyle is going to come only after you've really mastered like giving other people what they want that is a very interesting and useful perspective because i was going to say the same exact thing but then you went ahead and said it about yeah. the passion thing and also to add to that i saw this tweet one day and it really summed it up i think it said it was like a while ago that i saw it but i think it had something to do with like people want to start passion businesses but businesses that make so like a lot of money in the beginning like you're not going to have the most pat like you said like you didn't see yourself selling you know what you sold but you go into it and you start to realize that you can build a passion for what it is that you're doing but the thing is is like if i want to start selling like uh like start a passion business and start selling bracelets or something not every you know not everyone's gonna have a need for that it's not there's no need for that but yeah. the thing is that's gonna make you the most money is going out and seeing what people need and actually providing for that and providing solutions to that because that's what people are gonna buy and that's what it's easier for people to buy you know um so that makes a lot of sense 100 percent so i wanted to ask you like what is the advantage of just going into like sales than to just go into another business model like going into a marketing agency or e-com yeah. or something like that yeah so the advantage of doing sales rather than learning any other kind of business is you really just get to focus on talking to people and very one very simple thing and you really master that and that'll actually make you more successful in any other business endeavor in the future right with any other kind of business that you start you have to set up all this stuff you have to learn so many different skills just to be like legal just to hire people to uh even if you want to like outsource your service or whatever um if, if you want to like uh retain your people like these are all very different skills that you have to learn and so i think that sales is the one skill where you could learn just that and be able to make a ton of money for one and be able to fund any of these kind of like business ideas in the future if you still want to go down that route now even for anything like if somebody wants to be a copywriter you have to learn copywriting but you also have to sell people on your copywriting service. You know, I know there's lots of sites that are like uh, job posting sites and things like that. But if you really want to like make a killing as a copywriter, you're going to know how, how to like get on the phone and close the client on, on you doing some kind of like premium copywriting service. Right. No one's going to pay you like top tier for your services if you're just on like Fiverr or you're on Upwork or something like that. Like you're 
still going to need to get on the phone and, uh, and close these deals. So I think it's really the one skill that you could just focus on mastering and make a ton of money and provide a lot of value just based on that one skill alone. And those communication skills that you learn and you develop are just totally invaluable. Because I was actually like similar to what you mentioned before, I was not like very outgoing and well-spoken before. Like when I got my first sales job, I was actually terrified. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I was around all these guys that were like super aggressive. And I was just this like little 19 year old that, you know, didn't know what he was doing and was very nervous and scared. I was even told like that sales isn't for me by my manager right before he hired me. And uh, so even if like sales isn't for you, you need to like learn how to do it anyway, because it, if you say that sales isn't for you, that's even more of an indicator that you need to grow and develop your sales skills, because no matter what you're doing in business or life, your ability to communicate and to close the thing that you want to do, close deals that you want is like absolutely vital in any business. Even if you're going to like hire people to close deals for you, you still need to know how to do it yourself because if something's going wrong and your guys aren't closing deals, you need to know how to step in and, you know, finish off whatever failed closes they had, or you need to know how to correct and debug these guys. You're only going to know how to do that. If you know how to communicate, you know how to sell and you know how to close deals. So all around, I would just say for whatever a person wants to do long-term, you're going to need to sell either way. And that's why it's so important to learn. You've pretty much summed up everything. Like you're heavily repping sales. And I was going to ask you, you know, why is it such a great skill to have? But you answered everything and so much more. So I want to ask you, let's say someone's watching this video and they're thinking, I want to get into sales. I want to be the next Dylan Cadulo. I want to, you know, grow to great heights like him and, you know, get into sales and all that kind of stuff. What would you, what kind of resources would you point this person to? Um, maybe like some books or maybe how did you get started with your education and learning this kind of stuff? Um, you know, or what are the first steps this person can take to even get in? Let's say they're clueless about this whole industry. How can they start, you know? Yeah. So, so one of, one of two ways I'd say, um, option number one, which is how I got started. I just started Googling sales jobs near me. Like it's, it's literally that simple. If you just look up sales jobs on Google, there's in more like heavily populated cities like San Diego, there's literally hundreds of thousands of sales jobs just in the city alone, even in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, there was still like over a hundred sales jobs near me when, when I first started. So it's really that simple as just doing that. And then you find out, you know, from the top producers there, what they're doing. Sometimes they don't want to tell you uh, what, what they're doing, but you know, you, you just kind of watch and listen and uh, kind of spy on them a little bit. And you can, you can figure out what to do just based on that alone. Um, so that's option number one. That's how I got started. Now, option number two, which is you know, what I'd recommend. <clears throat> I basically created something for people to get started where you learn essentially the fundamental skills where you can learn how to like basically call people, how to actually get them onto appointments, etc. within five days. So I call this the Superstar Setter course. And you can find this on superstarsetter.com. And it's literally like a $7 course. It's better than most like $10,000 courses out there on sales. And um, there's an option at the end after you complete the course 
where you can potentially get placed into one of the companies that I'm partnered up with, um, which would take a really long time to get those kinds of connections on your own. So that's definitely a very solid route as well. Awesome. I yeah, I took like I took the superstar setter course. I that's how I got to know everything with you and everything like that. So it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It's an awesome course. I learned a lot, even though I might not be the next, you know, appointment setter or closer or something like that. I still learned a lot. And I just wanted to add as well. Not only have I learned so much from the material itself, but you itself and the way you carry yourself and the way you communicate, studying the way someone else communicates, like paying attention to those details, it really helps. And I've learned a lot from that as well. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, I want to kind of go into more of the bigger purpose and what you see. So I wanted to ask you, what do you feel like is the biggest problem in the world? The biggest problem in the world is definitely just, um, I, I guess, the level of awareness of society, which let me elaborate on that. So uh, I think that most people in the world um, aren't like actively looking to just improve themselves and improve like their awareness and like their skills and abilities as a person. So what I mean by that is, is most people just want to like, you know, stay comfortable. They want to like keep doing what they're doing. They want to like maintain. And when you do that, when you desire to like maintain or you want to do the same, what ends up happening is you actually get worse because everything in this world either gets better or it gets worse. And if you want to stay the same, what ends up happening is you actually get worse sooner or later. I'll give you an example. So let's say a very common example would be like somebody has a nine to five job, right? He wants to keep his job and he's, he's getting paid the same amount. He's doing the same amount of work. He's not doing anything to learn or improve his skills even for that job. Now what's going to happen is he's getting paid the same amounts every month or every year, whatever the case. And like the dollar is depreciating, which actually means he's getting paid less every year. Even if he's getting like a little raise, depreciations probably make it so that he's actually getting paid less every year. He's not improving his skills. Somebody else is actually just going to come in with better skill sets, somebody that actually does improve himself. And he's just going to take his place. And then he's going to be out of a job, right? So that's an example of somebody like wanting to stay the same and ends up getting worse. So I'd say, Generally speaking, the biggest problem in the world is just um, lack of lack of awareness and, and low level of awareness. I like that. Thank you for like providing an example, too, because I was going to ask yeah. you anyway. So <laughs> I know you're like heavily invested in donating into like humanitarian projects, yeah. um, you know, to help the world become a better place. And that's awesome. So I wanted to ask you, how do all these projects like you're involved with connect with what you're doing with your business? Yep. So the biggest way that it connects with my business is because it inspires me to grow my business. Like if I'm to just grow my business, like I already have a penthouse. I already have like a lifestyle that's above what I ever dreamed of growing up. So there's only so much money can buy me personally that's going to make me happier. Like I could get a nicer penthouse. I could not even really into cars. So I'm probably not going to like get any exotic cars or anything like that. But I could go on like exotic vacations and all this stuff, but that's not really going to like make me fulfilled. That's that doesn't inspire me enough to create a business that's just going to like take over the industry. 
what what inspires me enough to do that and and go through all the challenges that it's you know going to bring up for me is knowing that what i'm doing in the world really makes a huge difference and is going to make a better planet for me to live on for my kids to live on i mean i don't even have kids yet but you know in the future <laughs> you know my grandkids my grandkids grandkids uh it, you know and for everybody else on the planet knowing that i'm doing something that's going to bring more sanity to the planet more awareness to the planet and um that inspires me enough to like do whatever it takes in order to to grow my business to its really max potential um and just doing it for the sake of money or the sake of possessions or things like that sure like i love making a lot of money i love having nice things but is that going to motivate me enough to really do whatever it takes to like grow a business that that just dominates the industry probably not so i'd say that's how it affects the business is it really inspires me it gives me a sense of purpose to know that what i'm doing not only helps the people that i'm doing business with but the money that i make from that is just on a very large scale making the world a better place that's awesome man i don't know if you realize what a great level you're at right now and you know how great you're doing for this world already just by even just by being on this podcast for example something as small as that is gonna raise the awareness level of the people watching you know they're gonna learn so much from you and you just stepping in your you know your footsteps in the way that you want to move in the direction the good direction you're moving in it's showing people who are just watching on the sidelines like hey i can do something like that too so honestly it's just so inspiring and your energy itself is you know, gonna transfer over into other people, whoever has communication with you, just like me on this call with you. So I appreciate what you're doing because honestly, it's very selfless. And I don't know, I just want, I just want to say that I appreciate it. Um, yeah. That's what it's all about. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask you, like, would you have seen yourself in this position one year ago? Oh. Uh... Oh well, like, would you have seen it? Let's see. Actually, would you have seen it like three years ago? Let's extend the time horizon. Yeah. Three years ago, um, no, not not really, no, because I was I was I was very short sighted. I I didn't know like what I was gonna do. It's it's interesting because it, it was only about four years ago now that it happened where where I got arrested and my life was like literally like in the toilet as it could get. <laughs> so I definitely didn't see myself uh, getting here this fast. I I knew when I decided that I was gonna like inspire people in some way. I didn't know what the hell that meant. Um, but I, I never anticipated that it was going to be like this fast. And, um, you know, I've worked extremely hard, of course, but at the same time, I didn't expect that it would be this easy necessarily either. So, um, yeah, when you just do the right things and you do things for, for the right purposes, I think like you just attract the right people and the right people are just going to like help you do what you want to do. Um, so yeah, I think that just the fact that I've had that purpose has allowed me to attract the right people that really like, you know, because I, I couldn't have done this on my own. It's It's been a group effort for sure. And uh, has allowed me to to really get the right people in my corner backing me up. It's allowed me to like make things happen this fast. But to answer your question, I definitely did not see myself getting this far this fast. So you say that you know, getting this far this fast. So that means, you know, just recently, like three years ago can seem recent to a lot of people. So mm -hmm. I'm assuming your timeline was a bit accelerated. So three years ago, you were where you were explaining in the beginning? 
of this mm-hmm. podcast. Okay, so I guess one year does make sense to ask you, like, where would you have seen yourself here one year ago? One year ago? Um, I think I, I've, I've definitely expanded, like, like my awareness and, and what I know what's possible. So I, I think a year ago, like, I, I knew that I was going to be here. But um, I think that, like, in, in the next five years, I, I wouldn't be able to, like, necessarily predict exactly where I'm going to be at. Like, I have goals and I have, like, a vision for what I want to do and what I have done and achieved. But I think that things just constantly change so much. And I, I keep getting more people around me that just inspire me even more and get me thinking even bigger. So, you know, five years, whatever my goals are right now, it's probably going to be something different and hopefully bigger than what I have planned. Definitely. I love to hear that. I kind of agree with that, too, because I can't ever imagine, you know, I can imagine a vague vision of how five years from now can look. But the thing is, so many things happen. There's so many different factors that can influence you and people that you're going to meet in different. One day can change your entire life. One person you meet can change your entire life. So it's like, you know, whether it's for the good or for the bad, whatever, whatever you know direction it brings you. in. so I would say, like, even five years from now, I can't like say a direct goal because, you know, tomorrow I could make you know, tomorrow someone can make like a multi-million dollar, you know, move. Or the next day they didn't, you know, it's like, you never know. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, um, I, I, think, I think it's super important to, to set targets and, um, and, and things of that nature. But I think it's also equally important to allow your targets to change. Like if something better comes up, then of course you'll, you can switch gears. Um, but I, I, I think it's super important to, to know that and to know that you know, if you set targets based on the resources you have right now and you keep doing the right thing, like better things are, are bound to come up. I love that. So I wanted to ask you before I let you go, like what's one question you wished I had asked you and how would you answer it? Uh-huh. Let's see. One question. Um, see, I'd say, um, I guess one question could be, like what was the what was the biggest challenge you faced after you like started being successful? So I guess um, the the biggest challenge that I faced once I've gotten myself basically out of the mud per se and in into like a really good position was um, I'd say overcoming like just people screwing you over and people like burning you basically because there there's of course uh, levels to getting burned. And the higher up you get, the more you can get burned, the more you have to where you can get burned, essentially. So I'd say the biggest challenge um, after like having a lot of success is definitely just having people um, around you that, that you've helped a lot and that you've like really poured your heart into just kind of like turn around and, and do you dirty. And so it's not even necessarily about the money per se, but it's more so like, you know, you put your trust in a person and, and that sort of thing. And then uh, in the long run, it just, it makes you stronger. You, you realize certain indicators that make you more aware of, of how people are and things of that nature. So, um, but yeah, I'd say that's, that's definitely been a, a big challenge is just having people that do you dirty because there's more opportunity for people to do you dirty when you're more successful. Damn. I'm- 
that I'm assuming that comes from experience then like something that's happened to you. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say that the way that I, I, I overcome that and this, this works at any level, the, the way to really overcome people doing you dirty per se, because <laughs> this can be, this can be people like, like business partners. It could be the government. It could be like, you know, your family, it could be anybody, anybody can do you dirty really. But, um, the key is to not like contract and to not like take personal hurt for that, but just to really focus on on producing and winning and doing what you need to do in order to prosper in life. And you know what those those people basically want you to do is they want you to give up. They want you to like give in. They want you to like contract. But by just prospering more and more, that's really the best revenge you could possibly get. Is uh, is just prospering all the harder and to not really like give too much attention to people that screw you over or like whatever and just really focus on your prosperity and the prosperity of of those around you and those that do support you and that's like the best revenge ever and that's ultimately going to do more damage to the people that did you damage than really anything else you can do anyway I absolutely love that so much. That yeah. is wonderful energy to almost end this call with. Um, what would, like, let's say someone wanted to work with you, uh, do business with you, learn from you. What is it that you have to plug? Uh, how can someone find what it is to work with you? Yeah, so I have, um, I just I just registered this domain a little easier for people, but if you go to contactdylan.com, um, there's a little box where you can send me a message. Um, I'll receive it via email and be able to reply. Um, if you wanted to work with me on a level where you're doing sales with me or one of the companies that I'm working with, uh, superstarsetter.com um, is the best place to get connected there. Um, and then I'm, of course, on Instagram and I'm on YouTube as well. Those are two places that I'm the most active and I'm a, about to start posting a lot more content uh with some very valuable things to share so also uh instagram and youtube are good places to connect with me as well i love it i can't wait to see you post more content on there i'm gonna follow you and make sure that you know i'm learning from you and everything like that uh so awesome. last question of this podcast before i let you go if you had the entire world listening to this podcast what's one message you would tell them yeah i i would just say like whatever you're going through in life, whatever challenge you face, just set goals that are big enough and important enough that you're just going to continue to prosper and, and, and go through whatever you have to go through and do whatever work you have to do in order to, to make it worth it. Like, you know, the, the idea that uh, you can create like a, a lifestyle where you don't have to work much and, and this sort of thing ultimately isn't even going to be a, a life worth living and i know a lot of people advertise this kind of like luxury lifestyle where people are like not doing anything that's that's not a fun life that's not even a life worth living honestly you know so you should just set goals that are big enough and important enough where you're willing to do whatever work it takes and you'll have way more fun doing that and you're going to have a much more fulfilling life so whatever challenges you run into just you know decide you're going to prosper all the more in spite of it that's it I agree. I love that. And I just wanted to say something really quick because I woke up with that thought this morning, that exact thought you had said, and people are, you know, pushing this luxury lifestyle and, you know, you know, just 
re relax and retire on the beach. But the thing is, is, that's not what brings happiness. Happiness is going after something every day, having a bigger purpose. So that is an awesome message to end this podcast with. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on, Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So that is all for my episode with Dylan Cadula. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you enjoyed, be sure to leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And make sure you connect with Dylan on his social media. And check out all of Dylan's links in the description. I'll see you guys in the next video.